This is the Minister's Crucible on the Prevailing Word Podcast channel. I'm Fred Rochester. Thanks for listening. There has been a leak of the Supreme Court, unprecedented. It's all in the news. Everybody knows about it. The uh, Alito uh, decision for the majority. And it appears that there is a lot of people on the left that do not like it. And it looks evidently that someone on the inside is a left wing supporter and leaked the document. Uh, needless to say, Roe v. Wade will be overturned. Uh, so uh, the, the nation will go in uproar. They're already protesting all across the, uh, at least we know of in Los Angeles. But now the church is going to look at this as if it were a victory. And uh, we need to take a step back and pause and, and look at it from the standpoint that uh, the back door is already wide open. There are many other methods to kill babies. Even though uh, the abortion ruling as far as the law of the land has been struck down, the states are now the battleground. But uh, the, uh, uh, the thing that we have to look at is the fact that fornication and adultery will continue, uh, which is the fuel for abortion. Uh, the book of First uh, uh, Corinthians chapter 6, uh, verses uh, 9 and 10 tells us that uh, those that are homosexuals, those that uh, commit sexual immorality will not inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, uh, then you have the book of Revelation chapter 21 and verse 8 where it says that the sexually immoral will uh, have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. Then you have Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 4 where the Lord said in his word that marriage is honorable among all and the bed undefiled, but adulterers and fornicators God will judge. Then you have Revelation chapter uh, 22, uh, where it, in, in, in a uh, particular verse, it says that outside are dogs, but also outside will be the sexually immoral. Uh, we must pause for those of us that may have considered this to be a victory and recognize that adultery and fornication is the fuel for abortion. While I was watching Ma'afa 2-1, they had pointed out that the morning after pill was made by the same company that Hitler used to bring about uh, a death by way of a, uh, a cloud of, of uh, a pesticide. And uh, Zyklon B is what it was called. The same company uh, has made the morning after pill where it induces a miscarriage. And so they don't count that as abortion. They just count it as a way in which they can start a miscarriage. And that's troubling because we all know that miscarriages do happen. They happen because of something uh, wrong with the uh, body of a woman. And all of a sudden there is a danger of uh, killing the woman. So in that case, a miscarriage takes place. And the, the couple have to start all over again, the married couple, obviously, because you have to be married in order for your child to be legitimate uh, in terms of not as legitimate as a child, but legitimate as uh, born under the uh, the law of the Lord that was established in the book of Genesis uh, chapter two. Um, that, you know, when a uh, man and woman gets married 
and have children. The child is legitimately in the family. And so the morning after pill stops the process of the pregnancy. And so we have to understand that in the back doors of society, they will continue uh, to use methods and means to stop a pregnancy and in essence, kill a baby. And then you have also, uh, you know, you're out of country or out of state places where abortion is still uh, provided. Just because Roe v. Wade uh, is taken down or struck down as unconstitutional, it doesn't mean that abortion will go away. The battleground is now in the states. But the again, the fuel of abortion is adultery and fornication. And this is where pastors have to preach the word as it is and not sugarcoat it, not uh, step back away from our duties and responsibilities. Uh, and, and, and that's what the world wants you to do. They want you to take a step back away from the word of God and they want you to lighten up. Well, we can't do that because God is God. And besides him, there is no other. God's word is true no matter which way you want to look at it. And the law of the, the, the moral law of the word of God uh, in uh, Exodus chapter 20, you shall not kill still exists. Now, God has placed this on everyone's heart that it is wrong to kill, whether inside the womb or outside the womb. It doesn't make a difference. You shall not kill. And so uh, when we come to these uh, conclusions and go back to the word of God and, and the standard of the word of God, that is where the Lord wants us. But we understand also that the world rejects God. We understand clearly that they reject the gospel of Jesus Christ. We understand thoroughly that they do not want to be saved. And so we can't help but pray that they would change their minds. That's what repentance in part means. It means to turn 180, not 360, away from sin. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 3 and verse 19, repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. That times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. The word repent means to turn and the word convert means to revert or to turn to God. Uh, repentance alone is not going to do the work. Y yes, you do have to turn from sin, but you got to turn to God for righteousness. It can, it can only be done when we uh, recognize that the Lord Jesus Christ came to the earth to die for the sins of the world. The book of John chapter 1, uh, John the Baptist said as he looked up and saw Jesus approaching and he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which is which will take away the sins of the world. Jesus is that Lamb of God. Uh, this Lamb is the Passover. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul alluded to the fact that Jesus is our Passover. Uh, so when you hear lamb, you can't help but put the two together as far as the Passover. The Passover was designed by God to temporarily give Israel temporary redemption. The book of Hebrews uh, in, uh, tells us that the, this uh, was a temporary means. It wasn't permanent because the blood of bulls and goats and calves cannot uh, wash away sin. But the blood of Jesus can wash away sin. 
Uh, the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And when, we, when it comes to sin, we have to recognize that uh, uh, sin is a very serious uh, charge. It's a very serious situation. And what we need to do is recognize that we have violated God's commands. We have violated God's law and that we are sinners, not because of uh, just God declaring it. So even though he did, but our unrighteous acts, because the book of Galatians chapter three and verse 22 tells us that God has confined all under sin. And so uh, then you have Romans chapter three and verse 23 for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So our righteousness does not uh, uh, qualify to get us into the kingdom of God to be forgiven of sins. Uh, we have to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, what he has done for us on the cross in that he sacrificed his body and his blood and shed his blood for the remission or the releasing of this bondage of sin. And the moment that we uh, accept the provision that God has given us and turn away from sin is the moment that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life and we have eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so when we sin, whether it be adultery, fornication, homosexuality, bisexuality, uh, lying, stealing, uh, th those are very serious sins using the name of the Lord in vain. We're all guilty of it. We're all sinners. And so we need the grace of God, but we also need the mercy of God. Grace is God giving to us what we do not deserve. Mercy is preventing God giving us what we rightfully deserve. And we all deserve death. And so the way that we come out from under death is when we repent of sin, we turn from it and we place our full faith on the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at it like this. Jesus paid our penalty for us. If you were standing in a courtroom and, and the judge, uh, uh, the, a jury finds you uh, guilty of the crimes that you have committed and the judge is about to pass sentence and someone steps up and say, I'll pay the penalty. I'll pay the sentence. I'll do the time you would be ecstatic. Uh, let's say, for instance, you murdered somebody in the, and you know the judge is going to throw the book at you. You're going to do either 15, depending on the charge, 20 years, 30 years. But someone comes up and takes your penalty. Now we know that it is highly unlikely, but I'm using it as an analogy that Jesus did that for us. That's why he suffered and died on the cross, because God laid upon him our sins. The Bible says in the book of second Corinthians chapter five and verse 24, 21, for he was made to be sin who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, in Christ. And so when you repent of sin and place your full faith on the Lord Jesus Christ, the father forgives you. And that is an act of mercy. The book of Romans chapter five tells us that God demonstrated his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He paid the penalty. And so on the cross, he said his final words, it is finished. The word finished is defined as paying the penalty. And so Jesus gave us a gift, this gift of repentance from dead works and faith towards God. So that way we can live. 
Death can happen at any moment. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27 says uh, uh, that it is appointed unto men once to die. After this, the judgment. So if death is true on one hand, judgment is true on the other. So the choice is left to you. You have to make the decision. You have to make the choice. So in light of the decision that we know uh, may be true, may not be true in the sense that votes can change, opinions can change, we still have to wait for the final uh, opinion. We we are we know that. But uh, uh, Chief Justice Roberts uh, said that the document from Alito, which was dated in February, um, is a legitimate uh, it is a legitimate writing, but it's not the final writing. So we have to wait until we get the final opinion and then we can see which way this goes. But from what we can see, it is quite possible that this Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned. You have listened to the Minister's Crucible on the Prevailing Word podcast channel. I'm Fred Rochester. Thanks for listening.